So Roz, you are the first person that I've interviewed who has been in Kelowna your entire life. Did you ever have the notion that you were going to leave? Like most people who were born here leave. And most of the people that I talk to are not from here. So maybe tell us a bit about that. Tell us about your Kelowna experience. So I was born in Kelowna. I'm 28. So been around all of those years. Um, I did have an inkling of leaving after high school to go and play basketball in Calgary and potentially in Kamloops. Those ended up not panning out and I ended up getting recruited and I chose to go to UBCO. So that was sort of a main uh, contributing factor, if you will, um, to staying in uh, the city and my family's here. So it was a, it was a really special, you know, time in my life and sort of like a pivotal moment where a new chapter was starting for university that I got to, you know, be at home. My coaches, my teachers that had supported me all through grade school kind of um, thrust me into uh, the university setting. And um, again, like it was so special to have my parents support and my friends and um, yeah, this place is amazing. And I'm like, why do you guys want to leave? Like this place is the best. It's got everything, you know? Have you, you're a very young person <laughs> compared to me anyways, but have you seen a lot of changes in the city of Kelowna? Yeah, I really have. And it's been in a lot of ways, you know, like on a very obvious level, I feel there's way more, um, you know, buildings going up, lots of new communities. Think of, um, you know, Black Mountain and Kirshner Mountain. Uh, my parents live out in Joe Ridge. So that, you know, that's kind of like the next closest area into town. And think of, um, you know, even Glenmore, like just expanding outward and um, and even upward, you know, like up Knox Mountain and into Kettle Valley, uh, which is where I live now. And for me, that's like the most obvious thing that it's growing. And I also feel like there's this shift in... Um, demographic that's definitely younger people are more active they want to get out there and then there's also kind of this like underground feel of people wanting to make change in the city and for me that's been really cool to see you know some of my friends that have moved here and have really established themselves in different industries um, continue to grow and expand and and sort of push the city forward in the way that it's trying to make a positive change for all communities and and maybe different um, you know demographics that aren't that aren't always served or focused on you know I think Kelowna spent a lot of time um, with like the older population and sort of those like old school ways of thinking and I think that it's it's only going to get better and better with this kind of like new thinking and I feel like a lot of that has to do with our mayor being Colin Bajan he's one of the youngest that has ever been mayor um, here in Kelowna and I think that's that's a really special thing to to note too. So you are a personal trainer and a yoga instructor have you always done that or was there a time in your life when you said this is what I want to do? Well I worked for Lululemon uh, which is an athletic Bernard. company. Yes, on Bernard. Um, and I worked for them for a few years while I was in university. And then I took my practicum at a gym and started teaching group fitness classes. 
you know, it was sort of like a boot camp style. Um, and that was sort of where I wanted to take my degree. After I did my practicum, I was like, oh, this is something I really love to do. And how can I do more of it? So being in the Lululemon world, it was um, sort of an easy transition into that uh, you know, fitness world. And I've been training, uh, you know, personal training and, uh, teaching group fitness from those first few years after I graduated from university in 2013. And then in 2014, I took my yoga training. And so I've been teaching yoga since, since then. And it's really been like different variations of those two things, you know, some festivals, some, um, you know, specialty classes, some retreats, and um, that's been really fun to, to share because it's something that is in my life and something that I really love to do. Yeah. And uh, to be able to share that with people is, is really, really quite special. Very cool. So was your degree related to what you're doing now? Yeah, I got a degree in human kinetics. So it's originally a five or sorry, a four year degree. And because we had five years to play basketball, we just took less course load and then got to play our sport and took an extra year to do some, um, you know, psychology and things like that. And so those, you know, courses that I could take after the fact also contribute to what I do because, you know, with human kinetics, it's very much the study of the body and how it moves and anatomy and those kind of things. And then, you know, the psychology courses sort of play into like the human being behind the movement that you're trying to get them to do. Generally, when you get people moving and and doing things that are really challenging that maybe they don't want to do or that you need to push them Mm -hmm. to do, um, yeah, that can be... That can be um, challenging. So when you get to play on potentially their personality and you kind of get to know them on a on a level like that, you get to know their character, and that's how you can really, really help people make change. That's interesting. So I'm guessing um, psychology has to do with a person's self-esteem and things like motivation and body issues and things like that, which I guess would really help you to be a more effective trainer because you, you understand the body and how the body works and everything else, but understanding how the mind works, what motivates people and what their, um, you know, I guess inhibitions are. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. You know, generally my clients come to me wanting to make some kind of change about their life and potentially, actually most of the time pertains to their body, you know, and when people want to make any kind of change in their life, that means it's currently the way that they're operating in their life isn't working for them in a way that actually feels right. So at times it can feel like your personal training session turns into therapy. So you hear what is really going on for people outside of that training session in everyone's life. So it's like in a one hour session, we'll be, we'll be working out, but in between, you know, me explaining what we're doing and showing those kind of things, people will be sharing the really real raw stuff that is, is happening for them, you know, in relationships, in work, um, you know, the person down the street or, um, you know, something that's, that can be really personal. And so being able to give people a platform to process that kind of stuff, what's happening on the inside of them. Um, you know, that can be a really powerful thing and for them to sort of process and digest what is going on for them outside of that one hour session in their life. Um, that's, that's a big thing, you know, and the fact that they're taking the time to, 
um, you know, come and move their body and make make the change that they, you know, really want to see happen, there can sometimes be barriers, you know, in the mind, in in their past experiences that um, can be sort of like hurdles to overcome first in order to even make that first step to change. So when it comes to personal training, what type of training do you do? Is it weights or is it uh, just general fitness or everything? Well, it's been a really cool uh, sort of refinement of how I started. I first started mostly just uh, just weights and, you know, focusing on, you know, a full body um, sort of like experience. And then once I started teaching yoga, I realized the, um, the power of the breath and combined with movement can be really um, of a huge benefit, not only to the mind, but also the body. So now it's kind of turned into this little niche where I have this background of, of training and the physical side to it, and that strength training can be so good for, you know, muscles, joints, you know, and the mindset, as well as the, you know, dynamic movement of yoga and breath. So there's sort of a combination of both, that there is this mindfulness behind the movement. We're not just trying to lift something as fast as possible and get it over as quick as you can. There's some like mindfulness and, um, you know, physical cues that you get people to focus on from, you know, their brain to that part of their body and really make that connection because you're going to get more out of it. And so I was like, this is amazing. I know this in my own body. So my own experience and when you're sharing from a personal experience, it's just that much more real. And I found that there's more connection around that. And so that's what makes the, the bond between, you know, my clients and myself really strong and, and a little bit different than just someone that you show up to and, you know, get your workout and then leave. You know, there's like there's that friendship and, and sort of understanding that we're both humans and you're trying to, trying to make some, some things happen, right? So your, your training in yoga helps with the physical fitness and vice versa. Do you have any classes that combine the two or is it just your knowledge that you like your knowledge of yoga that you bring to your personal fitness classes or is there any, do you have clients that are in both classes or a combined type of class? Yeah. So I was uh, working at Moksha Yoga for the past four years. And I helped create a class there called Power Fusion. And it was yoga combined combined with light weights. And so knowing that I have sort of that background of both, it was a really, really beautiful, um, you know, class to share in. And, you know, it was, it was high energy and the, the music was upbeat and those kind of things. So um, just since I've stepped away from Moksha and I'm really, um, you know, just doing my own thing with personal training and, and teaching private clients and, you know, getting into new, uh, new retreats and those kind of things is um, it's a little bit of both in both settings. So I've been teaching some um, outdoor classes, like outdoor yoga classes. And um, I have a few new sort of niche uh, classes that I'm going to be leading outside um, for this summer. And I'm really excited about those because I want to be outside, you know, in the summertime. And I know that other people do too. And if we can create an experience in a park and you just bring your yoga mat and you show up and have some fun, then we can do a little bit of everything, you know. It doesn't have to be just like the box that is yoga and the box that is training. It's like a little combination of both. And I think, you know, my personality and my character sort of plays into the whole thing where I I know that it's what it takes to be mindful and to slow down and to sit still and, and there is power in that. And there's also really big, beautiful power in moving and jumping around and having fun with it all. 
meet. And uh, you do something called the November Project. Tell us about that. What is that? It's so funny. Um, I feel that people call it that, the November Project. Like, it's like the Walmart store or something like this, you know? It's like, um, it's got this, like, big fat the in in front of it, you know? Um but really, it is, yeah, it is November Project, and November Project is a free outdoor workout. It's every Wednesday, and I co-lead it with, uh, you know, like, he's like my partner in crime. Uh, his name's Steve Morrison, and uh, he is actually a lawyer here in town uh, as his work, <laughs> like, by day. I feel like he's like a superhero at night, you know, or like, or rather than at night, it's like in the morning. Batman, um, Batman essentially. Yeah, he is Batman. Um, that's it. And I feel like I'm Robin, you know. <laughs> so that's been really fun. And it's always on Wednesdays. We meet at 629 in the morning and we meet at the sales um, every last Wednesday of the month. For summertime, we meet at a at a rotating location. So the end of July, we are going to meet at the Apple Bowl. And then the end of August, we meet at Knox. And then that was just sort of a fun way for us to go into different parts of the city, still be outside, and still have a really great outdoor workout. And the, uh, the beautiful thing about November Project is that there are 49 cities all over the world. And when you really start to look on social media and see the way that these tribes and cities are are changing because of November Project. It's like you're part of this really wide web of people that you know on Wednesday morning, you're waking up really early, probably before you start your day and probably earlier than you want to wake up. And that there's a whole bunch of people around the world that have already done it say in Hong Kong or you know people on the east coast that have yet to do it right, right. um or vice versa right vice and then versa. and then and then you're you're in your city waking up and working out and there's some similarities between all the tribes and um it's been really fun we've been doing it for about three years and uh it's growing and growing like last last week we had almost 100 people out wow. yeah so where does the name come from November so November Project came from the two guys who started November Project back in 2012. These two guys rode for uh, Northeastern in Boston, so like on uh, like rowboats. So um, they were, they are these like big, tall six five dudes, and yeah, not small by any means. And they wanted to stay active outside in November, and it was just going to be a one-month thing in Boston. Generally, the Boston winters are pretty gnarly. So after November just, like, you know, went by, they were like, okay, well, let's keep this going. We don't need a gym membership. Let's, like, keep this going outside. They'd meet at the Harvard Stadium, and they would run stairs to, to stay fit. They did it through the whole winter, and they just started inviting people and put it on social media, and they're like, who knows who, who will show up? And... They uh, actually titled their um, results form, like in an Excel spreadsheet, as November Project. Like that was the that was the name, and then they kind of just stuck. Mm-hmm. Then they had friends that wanted to start their own November Project in their own city. So then, before you know it, there's seven tribes, and then there's 14 tribes, 15, 16, all the way to 21, 22, 23 tribes. Then we get you know 35 tribes, and now we're at 49. Wow cities all over the world, you know, seven different nations. And if you think about that, like I haven't traveled a lot, but 
if you think about that on a real, like on this globe, that's a lot of space and a lot of places yeah. that have, uh, that have November projects. So that's kind of, that's kind of where it started. So out of those cities, Kelowna is one of them. And, uh, what's the requirement to join it? Is there a prerequisite? Do you have an application form? How, how does someone get into that? Well, if you want to just show up to a workout, it is really just that. You show up, it's always free, and it's for everybody. We are on uh, on social media, so we're on Instagram, November Project Kelowna, as well as on Facebook, November Project Kelowna. And we also have a, a social page on Facebook, mm-hmm. so it's just November Project social page. Right. Uh, I think it says Kelowna at the end, too. Um, but yeah, if you want to join, literally it's like, there's no fee. You just come and you sign the waiver, you show up, you get your workout. It's about 45 minutes long and, uh, and that's it. You also are the leader of something called a GTFO retreat. What's that about? Are you still doing it? And when's the next one? Yeah. So this GTFO retreat is something that's very near and dear to my heart because I love getting out of town and really it is GTFO get the F out, you know? And, um, that is, that's what it's all about. And it, it really, it combines, um, some adventure, some fun and some relaxation and downtime. Um, I know that people need that. I need that. And to be able to share that experience with people that will want to come and, and do those kind of things, um, not so far away, uh, that we can, we can do that and we can do it together. And the next one is in September and it's sold out, which I'm really proud of this year. And I'm so excited to go. We're, uh, we're headed to Whistler. And um, yeah, my Whistler one three years ago was uh, the very first one. And this year it looks a little different. And each year it does look a little different. You know, we do the food a little different. Um, you know, we might find a new hike. We'll find a new spot to do yoga in. Um, and that's been, that's been really cool to really, really, truly create it. And I'm like, what would I want to do? And how can I share that? Again, like my own experience, how can I share that with people that would want to do that? And um, yeah, just with this new kind of adventure of working for myself now, I want to um, plan some more retreats in some different places. And I, I love snowboarding and um, I would love to go back to Red Mountain in uh, Roslyn. So that's, uh, that's on my radar for potentially February slash early March. And, uh, you know, they get some wicked snow there. So, you know, I don't really think there's like a, um, outdoor or like a winter yoga retreat that we'd be able to, to do that and also enjoy, you know, that mountain fresh air. So I want to put you on the spot. Can you think of someone off the top of your head that lives in Kelowna that you would love to hear come on this show? Someone who's got a story to tell. You know what? Just, yes, my Batman. Yeah, I feel uh, you would love to hear from Steve Morrison. He works for Ferris Law and uh, he's my co-leader at at November Project. Um, If you also would like to hear from um, someone who comes to November Project, uh, Michelle Dupuis is, um, you know, a new friend of mine and she has some really, really wonderful stories to tell. She's got a lot of energy. She's hilarious and loud and, and just so great in so many ways. Um, so yeah, she would be, she would be my other one. And, uh, she she does a lot of things. I feel like I can link you with her and, um, you'll just get a feel from, from, uh, her, 
her Michelle Ness. Um, I know she loves dogs. So if you get her talking about dogs, that will be um, something big. She actually recently just started a new job. So I don't know exactly what the details are of that, but um, yeah, she's, she's quite wonderful. So, mm -hmm. So Roz, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know you're an extremely busy person and I really appreciate your time. Um, if people want to find out more about you or your programs, Tell us, uh, again, your Instagram, and if you have a website, what is the best way for people to find you? Yeah, I have my website, roshuber.com, so R-O-Z-H-U-B-E-R.com, and uh, you can actually contact me through email right from my website, and then my Instagram is ros.huber, and then same thing on Facebook, roshuber, that's me.